we have to get serious. You know, we can get all excited about, about the fact that the sun is shining and it's going to continue on like this through Mother's Day, which is really good. But I think we also have to be realistic about something that's going on. On your way to work, when you pass by those construction sites and you see everybody hard at work, um, you know, building, because we need more supply as far as housing goes in the province. There's no doubt about it. So it's just incredible the speed with which some of those um, towers go up or condo buildings go up. Um, what wasn't there yesterday seems to be there today. And there are people definitely working very hard on making sure we have places to live. So that's why I was so disturbed yesterday. The star reported that nearly one in three employees to die from an opioid overdose works in construction. Mike York is president of the Carpenters District Council of Ontario. He joins the Kelly Cotrera show to talk about it. Mike, thanks so much for being here. It's an important topic. And I know you're an expert on this, unfortunately, uh, but you are. And so it's good to have you on. Kelly, it's really good to be here with you and discussing this uh, important subject. You have called the opioid use in the construction industry a silent crisis. Why do construction workers have such a high rate of misusing not only prescription opioids, but um, just substances uh, than any other line of work, it seems? Well, yeah, it does. uh, From research, both from the uh, Center for Disease Control in the United States and the uh, Ontario Drug Prevention Research Network here in Ontario, uh, you're right that uh, within the context of uh, opioid uh, overdose and deaths, 30% of those employed were employed in the construction sector. Uh, I think there's a number of reasons for that. I mean, uh, you know, the construction industry is extremely difficult and hard work. And so often when people are injured, their doctors will prescribe them and put them on prescription painkillers. Often those are opioid-based. So there's a real uh, potential for uh, development. Some, what starts with the, you know, the prescription pain goes into addiction and moves into the issue of addiction. The other uh, aspect might be simply demographics. You know, there's a disproportionately high number of young, young men who do use uh, drugs, and the, a lot of those young men are in construction. And it's not only, uh, for instance, within the the, the formal uh, industry, construction does have uh, an underground economy. And so people kind of come into the industry, they leave the industry. We've recently gone through uh, a campaign back in April addressing some of the other concerns uh, of the uh, underground economy. So it's a challenge for all of us in the, in the sector. But at least within the unionized sector, you have management, you have labor coming together and advocating for solutions. All right. Before we get to the solutions, can we touch on anxiety? Uh, because I also was reading that, you know, there's a high level of anxiety due to the, the fact that the, the nature of the work is from, goes from one project to the next. So you don't, it's not like having, uh, you know, a nine to five job where you know where you're going to be uh, if you perform well. That's absolutely the case. And, and, you know, in our context, the carpenters, uh, have been in Toronto for over 140 years. And how we deal with those issues is it's a hiring hall. So, You'll be working on one project for a series of months and maybe longer if it's a larger project and you may get laid off. You go back to the union hall and be referred out to the next job. It's part of the culture. It's part of the industry. But there is uh, some challenge and there are challenges uh, with regards to that. I mean, uh, if we look at uh, anxiety within the industry, you know, it's also known as a uh, a very macho uh, sector. I can handle anything. There's that type of ethic that runs through the workforce. So if you're injured on the job, you, you're, you're, you're expected culturally to just maintain work pace and just get back, back on the back horse. 
Yeah. You got it. Exactly. You know, and so not to oversimplify the subject, but I think it, it does boil down to workplace safety and uh, dealing with chronic pain from from injuries. The the oh. star headline asked if um, is the industry doing enough to confront the opioid crisis? Well, what is the industry doing, in your opinion, Mike? And is it enough? Well, uh, I think we are engaged in that. I think uh, the time has come to really take it on full full uh, full bore. But I like the idea because what you had said around workplace health and safety. Absolutely, that is a key part of job site safety. And I, and I do believe now that the industry is beginning to recognize that mental health in the workplace is a very important factor. And that's something that probably our industry really hasn't addressed over the last generation. But as recently as April 28th, that was our day of mourning here, uh, actually in Ontario, but also across the world to, uh, to honor those that have been killed or injured at work mental health is becoming a, a larger and larger priority. Mental health uh, week that we're engaged in right now. We've had discussions here at the Carpenters Union about aspects of uh, mental health. And as a matter of fact, in terms of what is the industry doing, uh, Christina Selva, she's the executive director of the College of Carpenters, she has engaged in a mental health first aid training program for all of the instructors that she has working for her that are teaching that next generation of young men and young women. And then subsequent to that, the Carpenters District Council of Ontario has engaged in mental health training for uh, all of our staff. So that if we have to deal with these issues or we're challenged with these issues on the job site, uh, we're not subject matter experts, but we certainly can be positive referrals uh, for uh, members that are going through stress. You, you can be trained um, to, on how to handle it, and I applaud that. I think it's great that the people are, are starting to make sure that their staff are trained to deal with it. But you have to have the people willing to come forward and say, look, I've got, I'm dealing with something here. And so that's that's a tough go. How, how do you win uh, over people's trust? And, and, you know, this is their livelihood. And I think the fear well, is, hey, I, I, I might lose my livelihood if I come forward. Well, I think that's one of the, the key elements. And uh, where we started on this whole campaign, what we call the other pandemic and the silent spring, back in February of 21, uh, we were on a Zoom call, over 2,000 members across Canada with our general president, Douglas McCarran. And he mentioned that aspect. And he said, you know, when you're out on the job site, let the members know, check in on one another, just see, you know, how they're doing. So he used that, that language, check in on each other, make sure that there's a buddy system in place. And so that really was the, uh, the catalyst for uh, getting us to really work on this whole project. And then from there led the other pandemic website. We had meetings with uh, uh, the city councillor, Joe Cressy, and Dr. Eileen Davila, the Toronto Board of Trade. We took that up the, up the food chain to senior levels of, uh, of government on the municipal side, Mayor Brown, Mayor Tory. We met with Labour Minister Monty McNaughton. And I think that was in large part uh, an element that uh, led to the introduction of uh, naloxone kits on uh, job sites throughout uh, throughout Ontario. Yeah, and that is expected to roll out in the fall. Very so important. that's yeah. a, that's a yeah. win. Uh, beyond that, do we need to uh, make sure that supports are there beyond um, you know your your supervisors within the industry? How uh, much do we need to support our construction industry and make sure that they get into uh, rehabs and, and get off the uh, opioids? Well, I think there's, there's, okay, there's probably a couple different aspects to what you just said there. And I, and I, and I, and I think those are valid questions. So one is, um, you know, education within the industry, education, and, and that is happening. So at mm -hmm. the College of Carpenters and also in, in other locations across North America, 
the carpenters and probably many other unions are engaging in uh, mental health first aid programs. So that that becomes part and parcel of how we approach it. Then you have job site uh, education and, and discussions. And then even within our benefit plans. So as you will know, like in the construction industry, there's pension funds, there's benefit funds. So within our benefit funds, there's a component there for counseling services that all the members will pay into. And then there's an opportunity if you uh, need these uh, services, you can get those uh, through your benefit plan. And I don't believe that the carpenters are alone in that. I'm sure many, many other organizations engage in that as well. So the supports are there. We just have to make sure people know that they're available to them. Yeah, they are there and they're becoming more and more so. But I'll I'll say one thing that uh, with regards to the the benefit plans and the pension and the benefit plans that are costing and paying for a lot of these opioids, uh, the Chicago Carpenters District Council is engaged in a class action lawsuit on behalf of the benefit funds against those that are manufacturing, distributing and referring uh, uh, opioids to a an extreme extent. So there's, they're challenging that and saying, you know, you're distributing these, uh, these drugs that are, mm-hmm. that are harming our members and harming families. So I think that's a good benchmark on how uh, benefit funds can protect themselves and their, uh, their members. Thank you so much, Mike. It's been a, a pleasure talking to you. And it's a tough topic, but I appreciate you making sense of what's going on and just giving us an idea of uh, the opioid use and, and how we deal with it in the construction industry. Thanks so All much. Right. Kelly, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Mike York is president of the Carpenters District Council of Ontario.